I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Celtic's average age had a combined... <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, here we go, here we put go. Here some, we... Put this whole episode there as an end-of-season <laughs> bloopers. <laughs> okay, here we go. This week, the King of Glasgow returns, but is upstaged by another Dembele, as we are going local for we Karamoko. Mikey Johnson hits a double, but will Celtic make it a treble against Craig Levine's specky army? Elsewhere, the clear-out continues as we bid adieu to Boyata. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tins. Episode 181, the podcast of the eight in a row champions. It is 20 Minute Tims, and I am joined this week by Martin Melly. Yes. And Stephen. Good evening. Always the two names for Melly and the one name for you, it's like Sonny Bono and Cher. Yeah, it was like Ronaldinho, I suppose, in that sense. A big influence on me, so I just go by one name. Yeah, and I am I'm Jamie. I've only got one name too. <laughs> um, that is the domestic league season over. Celtic finish, SPFL champions, nine points clear. How many points were we clear when Neil Lennon took over Melly? Eight. So one better. Um, and Stephen, I noticed Rangers from fresh, <laughs> fresh from beating Celtic went and lost to Kamarnock. Steve Clark did it again, brother, as he has been doing all season. He's got Stephen Gerrard on toast, and he he proved it once again. Um, I'm sure we'll get to that, but first we should get into some podcast business, and that is the Patreon. The Patreon is a subscription service where people who enjoy what we do here on 20 Minute Tims, week in, week out, can subscribe. A small subscription, less than the price of a pint in a, in a decent pub, Stephen. Considerably less, yeah. Yeah, and that will get you access to 70-odd extra episodes that we've been doing over the past year or so on yep. the Patreon. Since we last had a Monday Night Podcast out, we've had an extra time hosted by podcast superstar Sean McDonald, and that was with Tommy Callahan. Yeah, Celtic great. He went into... Some of his history with the club being signed by Jock Steen twice, the only man to have been to have done so. Uh, just there's so much to go into. It was an hour and a quarter in brilliant. the presence of really, a Celtic really great. Brilliant. Yeah, so much to to cover. Jock Steen, Jinky Johnston, Tommy the, Burns. There was also at Sir Alex Ferguson playing in America with Bobby Moore and against George Best. There's there's so much that I couldn't possibly do it justice. Check it out. And we had a melee at the match, which is our instant reaction podcast. Last one of the season, melee. Last one of the domestic season. No more trips to Celtic Park. No, no. Last one. Just seems like the season started and it's all over. Who was with you this week on it? Ed Gilly and Liam from the History Boys Abroad. New new recruits to the 20 Minute Tim's Patreon. Indeed. Um, if you like the sound of the Patreon, you want to hear more from us and check out the various other bits and bobs that we do on there, you can check that out at patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tim's. It was Trophy Day Melee, the eighth year in a row. Um, how did we get on last year? Not very well. Beaten by Aberdeen, but 
it meant that Rangers finished third. So ah, every cloud and all it, that. You take it. Um, this year was a wee bit different. Two one against the Jam Tarts. Of course, we've got in the cup final. Were you surprised when you saw the lineup? Uh, I think I was always going to be surprised because the amount of injuries and it's the last game of the season. You never know what's going to happen, but. Yes, very surprised. Some guys that haven't played for months. Yeah. Some guys that have played but haven't played well playing Toyan. And <laughs> it was good to see Karamoko, Dembele and Okoflex on the bench as well. See, Toyan, I uh, saw before this game he was going to be playing left-back. And I remember the chat at the time he signed was that he can play both full-back positions. So I thought, wow, have we had the answer to the left-back problem sitting under our noses the entire time? The answer was a firm no. But, um, <laughs> he was... He was Dreadful. Just as bad at left back as he was at right back. I just, it's, just got a bit on it's, it's a, He's just a bad footballer by how, the looks of it. How can we fall out with Timo Weah but keep him? <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, I've never quite seen anyone so uncomfortable on a football yeah. pitch for the level of club he's played for. It seemed like every time he got the ball on the left, he doesn't want anything to do with his left foot whatsoever. And he basically just ran the ball out of play every time. He refused to take the ball on his left foot. I was a wee bit like that as well. I was quite encouraged to see him playing the right side of the back two this time because on the left hand side he just cuts back and really awkwardly on his right foot. But Tolia, his right foot across his left yeah, yeah, to control I, it, does it quite a lot. But Tolia, nah, that's that's his last game, and I think we've. You look back, do you know what? Let's do it. Let's look back on his whole career. He came in, looked okay for a couple of games, gets yes. sent off against Valencia, and then that was it. So, yeah, that was it. Since you know, it is the day of laughter. <laughs> um, uh, trophy day so for getting the moans out the way let's just get them out of the way early yeah. so we can just write off Toja no future at Celtic no. don't mean to be harsh um, Tony Ralston is I want to be kind to him so what I'm going to say is he's a little short of where we want our right backs to be yeah oh is this the point is this the bit every week when I start talking about the fullbacks yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll drop a jingle Stephen's in for that fullback <laughs> corner um, yeah he's uh, I'm still not, I've not written them off altogether, but it was a poor performance and I'm not seeing it, to be perfectly honest. I think my instinct with Ralston would be to send them out on loan because that's the kind of, that's the kind of stock phrase for any young player who's not quite at the level yet. But forget he's, he's already done that. He, he was out in the United and didn't really impress there all that much either from what I'm led to. But I didn't see much of him, to be honest. But in his defence, he hadn't played for a long time before this game. He hadn't played since maybe Airdrie, which was in January. No, but it was it was a game to forget. It wasn't it wasn't particularly great, and I don't think he'll be troubling Lustig for his place in the final because he's definitely going to be fit after <laughs> yeah. his terrible injury <laughs> yeah, against yeah, Rangers. Yeah. Are you a Lustig an apology because he didn't rock up at Hearts? No, I didn't squad. actually. That's fair enough. Well, boys, I'm going to defend young Tony. Oh, what is this? Because he sent you a enjoy your holiday melee a video message a couple of years ago. <laughs> Plays a small part. Okay, what else? Uh, won me money this season as is well. Any of it based on his fo- quid? <laughs> is any of it based on his football ability? This is, corrupt. This is yeah. corrupt here. No, 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 it's no, bribery. I'll, I'll uh, be friends with me, Tony Ralston. <laughs> He's we, not going to shag I'll defend you, Mike. We might. Right, let's hear it. Come on. We have sat here, and if it was up to us, James Forrest would have been sold a few years ago. Cal McGregor would have been sold a few mm. years ago. We are too quick to write off our own young players. The boy is 20 years old. He was injured with a knee injury. And that's why he went out the team. He comes back in in one game and we expect him just to get up to sharpness like that. Give the boy a chance. Why not keep him next season as backup to this brand new right back that we're not going to get? We'll stick probably. And uh, <laughs> use him then. There's no, I'd rather have Ralston. He'll not be on much wages. 
he's an athlete, but he needs to improve his football technique, and that can be done easier than probably building the body he's got, so I'd keep him. Okay, okay, right, you've made a decent case. One of our own. You've made a decent case for Anthony Ralston, but on that show another day... Oh, dreadful. A dr- absolutely dreadful. So whilst we're, we're going through the, the players who, who, who didn't impress us on that day, before we get to the happy stuff, Burke. I will. Do you see a place for Burke in the cup final? But that, I'll, I'll bid him farewell from Celtic Park. Might be injured as well. Oh, might he be? That's yep. why he went off. Well, probably part of the reason he went off, apart from him completely ineffectual. Yeah, I think uh, I'm led to believe he did pick up an injury, but you wouldn't have noticed anyway. I don't really remember. No. I, How did you, you describe him recently? As a a dog repeatedly running into a patio door. Aye. Yeah. He's not. What did they? sort of put the nail in the coffin for, for personally for Burke was seeing how good Mikey Johnson yeah. was you know when we've got these guys at our club already Mikey Johnson I think he's miles better than miles better than Burke Melly would you keep Burke? Nope Alright so he's a bit six months older than Ralston <laughs> doesn't have any football technique but he's he's been is written he? off is he? is he six months older than Ralston? <laughs> how much would we need to for Burke? I don't know Well <laughs> Ralston's here he's ready to go <laughs> Melly, I'm not buying that. That's something. the real quiz. I know, there's more There's more to this. Let's I'd, I'd rather have... Who would you rather, Tolian or Ralston? I mean, as backup, I would... I would... I would, honest, would you rather Gamboa or Ralston? Well, or Gamboa, Ralston. Okay, Ralston. Lustig or Ralston, backup? Lustig. Uh-huh, I would. I would, I would rather <laughs> have Lustig. I, I, I would see if you're telling me, clear the decks, you're getting a brand new good right back and you're allowed to keep one of the current ones as backup. I'm keeping Lustig. Mental. Stephen, casting the, vote on this. The Ralston thing, I'm perfectly happy to keep him around. It's not. I, I started this by saying I'm not writing him off altogether, but I've just not seen anything and just Got don't rate him as yet. Didn't, I didn't expect this to be such a contentious point. <laughs> no. Just trying to skip through it here. <laughs> so let's talk about the highlights of the of the lineup there. Great to see, as we said, Mikey Johnson yes. and on the, on the pitch, weighed in with two goals. It's amazing what happens if you don't continually just chuck him in at the deep end at Ibrox. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, let yeah. him play in a game where he can build a bit of confidence and, and have an influence in the game rather than chuck him in twice now out of position at Ibrox. This is what this day's sort of all about. It's pretty much, I don't like the word meaningless game, but it's an end of season affair where you want to see young guys just to see what they're like. Mikey Johnson, perfect game to play him. Yeah. Uh, Tolyan playing, maybe it was just to get him a bit of game time in case Lustig doesn't make it next week, but I'd have rather seen Danny Church play left back. No. I'd have rather seen instead of Oakleflex playing, because at the end of the day, you're not going to learn much about Hearts from this game, and Celtic aren't going to learn much about the players they've got now with Bucks out injured. Great time to blood a lot of youngsters, because watching Mikey Johnson watching Ewan Henderson, watching Dembele come on, it was the absolute highlight of the game. Oh, the I, I the youngest players were the ones that stood out in that. I really enjoyed this game, actually, to be honest. Second but, half. Oh, uh, yeah, but n- not as a football inspector. I just sort of took it for what it was, and I agree with all that. You like turning up to turning up to a game where the lineup's slightly different, but not in a worrying way for yeah. a change. I don't, you don't turn up to these games and go, oh, God, Tolian's played at left back. It's just... It's just a case of, right, let's just see what happens today. Because as much as I said last week, there are no such thing as meaningless games. This is about as close as it comes. In terms of the score, I'm not really concerned with it, but there are still things you can you can take away from it. And that's what really this game is all about, with, as Melly said, the performances of the youngsters. Usually these games, it's either we get beat 1-0, it's a wee bit of a party pooper, or it's a storming 5-6-0 victory. Tony Dyla. Yep. <laughs> so a 7-0. 7-0, yeah. Beat Hearts 5-0 as well. Remember Hooper got five goals? 
But uh, this, as soon as it kicked off and Mikey Johnson with the early goal, we think, we're on to one here, yeah, boys. Right. We're on to one. Great bit of play. I mean, the one-two inside and what a finish from the boy. It was some composure. An absolute tremendous strike. Keep it absolutely no chance. It's something he did repeatedly throughout the game as well. He's getting very good at linking up with his teammates because yeah. for his second goal, which we'll talk about, he linked up with Callum McGregor. But this one was Ewan Henderson. Brilliant so, feet work. Yeah, brilliant. He's always got that. It's, his feet look great, even against Rangers where he was fairly ineffective. You can see he's got a tremendous amount of skill. It just wasn't the day for that kind of thing. So it's really just a case of getting his decision-making better, which it, it looked an awful lot better in this game, just right from the word go, basically. There was uh, quite a lot of fancy footwork, by the way, and Cham had a lovely wee oh, drag yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, Ewan Henderson had another one later on where he played to Dembele, and Dembele, obviously. I am so, so bought in on Ewan Henderson, by the way. What how, a how many appearances is that for this season? Four starts four and maybe starts? a couple of sub-appearances uh, as well. I thought you were talking about the many, how many players has he bought into this season. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, I'm, I'm a very fickle when it comes to this. But it's, I'm Ewan, buying into players for next season already. <laughs> Ewan Henderson, I think the last time he played, or last time he had a great performance, I said he was mixed a. Collins and Lambert I think all, all rolled anyone <laughs> Mate, I used to do things like <laughs> yeah. that and there was Paul McStay at this game the maestro himself looking down on the, the pretender to the throne Ewan looks up and says how am I doing boss how am I doing maestro and uh, Paul didn't hear him because that's not how that works he was in the crowd speaking of which Zidane back in the team him and Cham sitting there I thought did okay I thought Cham did pretty well Beaton kept things ticking can I just tell you something Beaton is a tidy tidy footballer he is. he is a tidy footballer like I know he's he's not fashionable and but see that role he was playing especially in the second half but he was sort of coming deeper and take I thought he was terrific that's the problem we've got Brown we've got uh, McGregor we need to is talk about Bruni in this in this case again I, t- I said it last week yeah. he can't play with Beaton he can't play with Cham I don't think he's as, as effective beside McGregor all good players and it Maybe stifles them a bit, but Scott Brown is a great player as well. I, I was a wee bit disappointed with the substitutions. I thought mm. we could have used it. Maybe, but going off, that's fine, and we get to see Caramoco and Belly. But I wanted to see Johnny Church, and I wanted to see Okoflex, or when Benkovic had to go off, why not put Stephen Welsh on? I think he's a centre half rather than mm. put on Simonovic, who back to his old self, I clearly shouted for a ball at Aye. one point and he just jumped in his way I was going mental at him Do you, silly s- speaking of Benkovic have you surprised that he sort of lost his place a wee bit because he was a, he was a quality player when he came in he was certainly certainly very effective with Boyata this season but I think when Lennon came in it became apparent that none of the lone players were really going to have that much of a look in and no. he's been really the same in fairness to the two guys ahead of him in the last few weeks they've been very good so I d- yeah. there wasn't really, really any reason to break up that partnership but yeah, if you'd told me three or four months ago that Benkovic is going to be nowhere in the picture, then I would have spat in your back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hearts equalised through a, a, a bit of a howler from Bain. How did he contrive to make that mistake, Melly? He just dwelled on the ball a bit too long. Maybe he's just not concentrating enough because it is an end-of-season affair, but just see if you're going to do it in a game. This is the ideal game to do it. Yeah. And maybe apart from the... Tavernier goal last week. This is this is the only mistake playing out from well, last week wasn't playing out from back, but it's the only time we've conceded playing out from the back. So hopefully it doesn't put him off because he's really good at it. He, he does find players and he does give us such an extra dimension to the I'm game. Not, I'm not concerned about it because, as you say, Mel, it's a it's a one off so far. Every player on the pitch is going to give the ball away yeah. at various mm. points, and it, it just highlighted it's just the most dangerous when the keeper does it. Unfortunately, but I think. 
by and large, since he's been in the team, his distribution has been very good. So it's not really a major concern. I think to this point, Celtic have been playing some really good stuff. The first 15 minutes in particular, they were stitching some really great moves together, particularly through Henderson and Johnston. But this goal kind of sucked the life out of it a wee bit. Mm. It became a bit of a slog for the rest of the half. A great finish from Mulroney in fairness to him. He, he had a really good game, but that was it was his first goal in 29 appearances this season. First goal of the season. <laughs> I mean, it was Hearts, Hearts dramatically changed their yeah. team as well for the game. They deserve a bit of credit for that because we're talking about blood and youngsters. And they've there was a stat before the game that they've now given debuts to five 16-year-olds in the last two seasons. That's not just giving youth a chance, that's giving wee guys a chance. And that, 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 Give wee be, guys a chance. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they should be given credit for that. That's, there aren't very many clubs who would just start playing 16-year-olds. Celtic's first 11 had an average age of what, Melly? 24? No, well, it was 23. Hmm, you right. should have known that, Stephen. Put it on the minutes <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the podcast. Yeah, well, that was skewed Did quite a bit. agenda. <laughs> Skewed quite a bit by Scott Sinclair being in the team, so it yeah. could have been even lower. But yeah, Capitan. Yeah, of course. Um, captain for the day, prompting a lot of feeling that he's maybe fully off after think, this. Do you think it is? I don't know. Uh, I, captain, his daughter was also the mascot yeah. for the day. Looking purely at that, you would say all signs are pointing to it being a farewell. But yeah. to be honest, it was the most experienced, exception of Beton, he's probably the most experienced player in the team, so you probably would give Can him I the ask you something? Can I ask you, were you, were you looking at that going... Should have been Ayer. Uh, <laughs> you ready? Gutted, yes. Um, there was a few people tweeted as saying, oh, I should have given it to Ayer to get me one of my bold predictions what? up. We'll revisit that after the season's over, but no, it's looking unlikely with one game to play. Second half, Melee, and we see the arrival of the phenomenon that is um, <laughs> Karamoko Dembele. The, the hype around this wee guy has been real. Yes. Um, Karamoko Dembele. The phenomenon, the 16-year-old who is playing week in, week out for the reserves. First Celtic player to be born in the 21st century. Is he? Jack Aitchies? No, Jack Aitchies was born in the year 2000. No, is, that, a, is that the... Which century this is, is that? Fucking, this, is a, this is a 66, 67 minute. <laughs> oh, no. the, the, just for educational purposes. So yeah, the 20th century, for you guys and the listeners, started in 1901. And it ended on the 31st of December on the year 2000. So, he was born in 2003, I think, Karamoko Dembele, so yes. You don't get this in any other football podcast. You don't, that, was, that was a lot more boring than I thought it would be. <laughs> it's like hardcore no, history. I know, but do you know what wasn't boring, Karamoko Dembele? Do you know what, the, just speaking of his age, do you know what was number one when he was born? Uh, I don't know, go for it. Tattoo, all the things she said. Oh, <laughs> no! Karamoko Dembele was born one week before Jackass the movie was released. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um... Exciting, exciting oh. young player. That's what you pay to see. Worth the entrance fee, worth going to the game. It was absolutely brilliant. I know you said the hype about him is real, but I've never... It's, it's so strange feel the whole crowd were willing him on Aye. with every single touch. Everybody was raging when Scott Sinclair took the free kick mm. instead of him. The guy was unbelievable. 16 years old in what, 80 odd days. And he's on that pitch taking on grown men didn't look out of place apart from his size, the skill, yeah. the pace. He get absolutely taken down at one point and just managed to get himself back up and just kept going absolutely fearless. And that was just pure adrenaline yeah, keeping brilliant. him going there because he was halfed from behind by a fellow sixteen-year-old, I believe. I think I mean, Hickey. Yeah, Hickey. Um, I think if that if that had been anyone else, I think we let him away with that one because that was a wee guy doing it as well. If that had been a grown man bringing him down like that. We would have been howling for a red card. When you see when you see a player like Demelik, very 
very direct, great cl- close control. Good interplay as well, wasn't just taking people on. And But, you, you, Mel, you mentioned the size of him. You're looking at the size of him going, see, in Scotland, he is just going to get booted for pillar. He must be five foot five if he's an inch. Oh, less. He looks less. Than, yeah. I think he's, he looked actually comically small when he yeah. came on the pitch. I've never seen anything quite like it. He looked like... Do you remember a few a couple of months ago there was a video doing the rounds where it was a video of Crufts, you know, that would be like a dog, <laughs> a dog doing a little like where are you going with it? assault call so up and over uh, a I'm fence. I'm familiar with Crufts, and that's Crufts. Well, the, the, <laughs> the videos are like three dogs jumping in and out of tunnels and all that. Someone has taken the dog out and superimposed a a tiny tiny CGI Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see the yeah. wee baby Shrek. I'll tweet it right if they don't. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a tiny wee Shrek just running, just hell for leather about the place. That's what Caramoco Dembele looked like. Melly, Caramoco Dembele looked like a tiny Shrek doing crafts. <laughs> you know this is the end of season podcast because this is an absolute piss take. Scott Sinclair took the free kick. He was standing over it, but he also had a good chance uh, left foot had it near post. It's desperate score, down. wasn't it? Yeah. So you know what? See for his size, see for his size and lack of experience, he can fair dig a ball. Yeah. He's got a really good clean technique on his shots. He was unlucky with a couple of them. Uh, yeah, that one at the near post as well. I don't I don't think he'll grow up to be a massive player. I think he will always be a quite small player because I've seen his brother as well and he's really small for his right. age. Uh, at 16, unless he takes a a hell of a growth spurt. I think he's going to be a short player. I think you're right, but uh, that's that shouldn't be any any barrier in this day and age. Where that's the cliche. Remember Gordon Strachan talking about genetics and all yeah. that. You you kind of play with small players and all Too that. Too windy, not uh, killing on. But the the cliche is you always you just look at Barcelona. And did I compare Dembele to Messi there? Yeah, I, just, I mean, did. I just I think he is he's a terrific player, and you want to see how what you want to see what sort of player you can create out of him, and you want to hold on to him. Um, I'm not going to get carried away though because um, <laughs> in a game I mentioned earlier the Ronnie Dialers last game the 7-0 um, I remember Jack Aitchison scored in that game and has maybe played twice since yeah. maybe I think he played a couple of games under Brendan Rodgers and barely been seen since so I'll not be getting carried away and I won't expect to see him in the team every week but it's it's nice to get that wee introduction so is he he's not Celtic's youngest player though is he? Well Jack Aitchison is still the youngest he's nine days younger than Dembele at the time of his debut I think that's why we were all so happy with the second half performance yesterday we had Ewan Henderson dancing we had Mikey Johnson dancing Karamoko Dembele dancing now this season we have had a lot of rigid performances from mm. players and most of the time it's been James Forrest and Scott Sinclair in the wings now Forrest is a good player, but he doesn't really have that wee tricky, that bit of skill. It's more direct running. Scott Sinclair's more just gets into the box and scores. Cut inside, drive directly at the right back and then just sort of run out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> but now we had Henderson, a wee bit of trickery. Mikey Johnson running at players with a wee bit of skill, taking with a bit of end product and Karamoko Dembele will just step overs and all that. It's something we've been lacking and if you're looking towards next season, Forrest, Karamoko Dembele and Shved, I think we've lacked that wee bit of creativity mm. since out in the wing since Patrick Roberts has left. So it's a wee bit of trickery. It gets the fans on their feet. That's what you go to see. Yeah. I always love watching McGee Maloney guys that take players on with a bit of skill. It's weird because because everyone was so excited by these performances, it, it kind of felt like it didn't really matter that much if Celtic had won the game because no. the second half was yeah. such a lift. It was just, it was good that they got the win, but I think the introduction of Dembele and the fact that he didn't look at a place at all was was kind of enough a trophy in its own right yep just watching the game as well I was thinking look at all these young players I wanted to go and start a football manager and just play them all 
I wonder if a football manager will have the Celtic clear out. I was sitting there when at the end of the game and you saw the players come and collect the medals. I was like, I'd sell him, I'd sell him, I'd sell him. <laughs> um, but no, Celtic did win the game in the end. Another goal through Mikey Johnson to cap off a man of the match performance. Yeah, um, as I say, came, came in off the the left this time and played the one two with Cal McGregor before. It was a good finish. It wasn't the cleanest of hits, but no. it was enough to take it away from Zomel, who'd had a couple of good saves in the second half. Johnston started the second half kind of in the same way as he did the first. He nearly scored, but Zomel made a good save. I feel like it, that's another one. I feel like he's had quite a, a couple of good performances against Celtic this season. Yet another keeper to add to the list that's always turning turning up against Celtic. Nearly had a heart attack every time the ball came to his feet, but he nah, is bad. So that was it. 2-1. The game was over. Tidy everything away. Bring out the podium. Bring out the trophy. Bring out, as you mentioned earlier on, the maestro. Paul McStay, yeah. Paul McStay making his return to Celtic Park since probably since the well, his formal return to Celtic Park since the Maestro game. Uh, how oh, the Maestro, the yeah. Maestro game yeah, like three years ago. Feels like ages ago now, but maybe, know, maybe, yeah, maybe right. a bit longer than that. Um, there was a great interview with him on Celtic TV before the game. Such an unassuming guy. Oh, yeah. It's almost like he Famously. doesn't realise how, how much of a, a legend he is in and around Celtic Park. One of my favourite players as a as a wee guy. I've still got his autograph. I, I posted it. Um, oh, I saw so that. Aye. I've got the, the programme from his testimonial game. I had his name and number eight on the back of that mid-90s shirt, the one we, we all love, that, that home shirt. Uh, aye, great to see him back there. Uh, and you're right, it's just, it's just like, like a totally normal guy there. Aye. It's like no... No airs or graces, it's just wee Paul McStay. Just chuffed to be back. When you think of the word legend, some players maybe it gets branded about too much. Paul McStay, there's, like him, Billy McNeil, there should be a word above that for these yeah. guys to dedicate your whole career to Celtic and then come back as if it's nothing, as if you're doing him a favour. The guy lives in Australia, so maybe because he's taken himself out of it, he just doesn't feel like that anymore, hmm. but just an absolute legend there guy. But when you were building that up there, talking about the podium and the maestro, I thought you were going to talk about Big Marv there. <laughs> oh, we'll get, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. Um, they obviously have the, the aftermatch thing, as we discussed. The, the trophy comes out, and out come the players to collect their league winners' replica medals. <laughs> um, some seriously, seriously hilarious names in there. Guys who'd made half an appearance. Um, Marion Shved, who's literally just off a plane from the Ukraine. I like to imagine Peter Lowell was just there, just inside the tunnel, just snatching them back off yeah. them as they were making their way in. <laughs> nah, come on. Um, a couple of names missing, Melly. Igambi. Gamboa. Yeah. Zagiri. No inside info as to what happened there. Don't know why. I imagine they're they're both just a way yeah. trying to organise another club, basically, yeah. I would have thought. So I'd expected to see them there, though, because everybody else was. But um, Biggest cheer of the evening. Biggest <laughs> cheer of the afternoon. The one and only Marvin Compa. He was pissing himself at that as well. <laughs> you could see it on his face. Um, there was a good show. It was good to see Lee Griffiths back in the podium. Huge, yeah. huge cheer for that, yeah. He looked good as well, so hopefully we'll get to see him. Do you think he looked good? Season. I was with my mate guy next to me. He was like, oh, it looks a bit arsey. You know, it looks a bit heavy in the old arse. looks like he's waddling a wee you, bit. You body shaming here. <laughs> body shaming Lee Griffiths. Um, these leagues are difficult to win. This one, as we discussed last week, probably the, one of the most difficult. Um, but there was a guy there in the dugout who guided us through it. Neil Francis Lennon, um, the manager, he got to say a few words. He said, when I stood here eight years ago, I said, this is only the beginning. Mm. And I expected a sort of rabble-rousing speech off him, but he just said his piece, handed the microphone back. He went and congratulated the players. And that would have been a good opportunity for him to make a very public case 
to take on the job for next year. But it seems to me that he didn't want to do that. And then, you know, a lot of after-match interviews, he never he never made the pitch for the job. He put it all on the players and spoke about what a fantastic job they've done. Um, but I think he, he does deserve an, an awful lot, an awful lot of credit for, for the way he's pulled this season together for us. He does. I know we've been a bit harsh on him recently, but he came in, did a difficult job, and I think he got, he got the praise he deserved on Sunday. The fans were cheering his name as he was speaking, and he just liked to keep it short and sweet and mm. get on with it. And the guy that does deserve praise for what he's done, it people may not want him as manager, but I don't think him they'll have many bad words to say about Neil Lennon the man great Celtic man but I'm just not sure he's like a Celtic manager so I know Twitter's like a, a microcosm Stephen and we've been pretty pretty harsh on Neil Lennon in this podcast well, it's, it's, especially especially the last week but I, th- I thought some of it was going a bit beyond the pale um, well the reason he was subdued in this speech was that he was half cut from the previous day. Oh, I heard, that, that, I heard that. Oh, well, well, you brought it up. <laughs> there was a rumour going about that um, Neil Lennon was rolling about the tune half cut. As I was reading this being posted on Twitter, I was stood less than a foot for, from him <laughs> in tenants waiting to get my glasses made. So absolutely categorically untrue. The guy wasn't wrecked. Were you getting your glasses made out of pink glasses? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Melly. I was getting them made out of normal glasses. Melhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the trophy was lifted by jointly Michael Lustig and Scott Brown. Lustig couldn't manage it. Scott Brown helped him out. He didn't yeah. want to catch another injury. <laughs> he didn't want to catch another injury. At back. It was nice for a wee change that they had a double-sided podium. So in the north stand, we get, they yeah. get to go yeah, through. Yeah, we yeah. get to see them rather than just facing the main stand. That was a nice wee touch. Fireworks and all that. It's just a nice wee end-of-season affair, wasn't it? There's always a carnival atmosphere, Stephen, at the, at the trophy day. It's always... Everybody's there for a show. End of thing. term. Ah, it's, end, it's end of term. And, and it, look, it was great. And it was the league's won, and it's the, always the trophy day that you remember. It's one of the, the most iconic days of the season. And we've just been getting far too used to it recently. Um, Baldwin, no. Baldwin, I'm sure the success. Um, so that's the double. You've got that. You can keep the double. But, you know, Celtic are on the precipice of absolute history here. Um, we have another game of football to play before the season is up. Hearts at Hamden. Scottish Cup final. Going for the treble. Going for the triple treble. Triple triple? The triple triple, as we discovered uh, a couple of weeks ago. Do you fancy it? Aye, absolutely do. I think Celtic... I've got one up. last push in them. I, th- I do. I think... Um, Hearts are a good opponent for it. I don't think we learned too much about how they're going to play from this game. I think they'll have players to come back. And I know Levine is hopeful of getting three big ones back. I think it's Haring, Ikpiazu and Arnold Jim. I think he's expecting them all back. So they'll make a difference to them. Ikpiazu has given us terrible trouble at times this season. He's bullied Borgata all over the place. More to come on him, by the way. Um, So I don't think we've learned too much about the standard of their play. But the thing is, Hearts just... They're not particularly good. They've no. had a, a an up and down season, and they've only won one of the last eight games. I think it is something like that. But Craig Levine will fancy it. He'll be right up for it. He'll he'll like the idea of be, becoming the villain, stopping oh, history. It's a big absolutely. It's a, even if it wasn't him, if even if it was any manager, being able to stop that is is a big deal. You know, that's it, a it's a motivation for these teams. It's something we say quite a lot when it comes to these games at Hamden. If Celtic turn up, they should win. They should win quite comfortably. I was trying to think, is there MD that maybe played ourselves into contention from their performance of the weekend and possibly in Cham and Mikey Johnson would yeah. be the only mm-hmm. ones I'd say that deserve a place and sit Caramel Coat on the bench, you know. <laughs> Aye. 
Hearts, as you say, Stephen, have not had the best season. They actually finished, no. they finished sixth, but mm. points wise, they probably finished seventh. <laughs> yeah, I like so, yeah, that weird quirk in the split. St. Johnson got St. Johnson got a, a single point more than them. I think Motherwell might have as well. No, Motherwell finished on fifty-one, the same as Hearts. Right. I think I think the Celtic team have got one last push on them. It seems like it seems like this is this is what everything's been aiming towards. This game, you know, all right. the all the other games with the sub subpar and subdued performances. You like to think that they're just waiting for this one last push over the line of another. We seem to see this every year, but another really long season. Um, I'm going. I managed to get a ticket. Yeah. I thought it wasn't going up until recently, but one dropped through my letterbox like on Friday there. I can't wait for it. I, I think Neil Lennon will want to get this trophy. The players will want to get the trophy and then rebuild after this. Aye, absolutely. That's the ideal world scenario. I think that, that all sounds perfect. And I think it's it's well within Celtic's grasp to do so. I think it would take a, a big disappointment of a, a performance to let this, this slip away, to be honest. This kind of level of... As we say, history, it's it's right there. All we need to do is just go out there and turn up and do and do their jobs. And it's as I say, it's right there in front of them. Hearts shouldn't be standing in the way of this. No. Should be sweeping not not sweeping hearts aside. I'm not going to be so dismissive because they can cause problems. But again, it's the old cliche, isn't it? As you say, if Celtic turn up, it's got to be theirs. Melly, how do you see Celtic lining up in this game then? Because there are a few selection dilemmas, no doubt. Yeah, I think if Tierney's fit he'll play if Lustig makes our miraculous cover, he'll play. We'll probably go with uh, Jozo and I on the yeah. centre. But midfield three, it may maybe only be Rogic or in Cham would be the only one. But it's it's just a list. It's got it's got to be in Cham, doesn't it? Rogic, we we said that um, we were talking last week, coincidentally, that Rogic has had the season to forget and uh, Celtic by numbers that great account. Yeah, uh, pulled together some stats on it purely coincidentally. Um, and it, it sort of showed that Rogic's numbers for the season, as far as his overall contribution, is way, way down. So, uh, for me, it's got to be in Cham. It's got, especially based on the last couple of performances. Rogic is capable of big moments, as we know. But the thing is, it's a gamble you would be taking on him because he's not shown any kind of any kind of form. He, yeah, yeah. He, he hasn't played himself into contention. He hasn't he hasn't staked his claim with his form. It really would just be a well, Rogic can do it on yeah. occasion. That's what you would be throwing him in to do. I agree. Stick him on the bench. I would even I would even have Henderson in ahead of him this game. Maybe not ahead of Cham, McGregor or Brown, but I would if it was a straight choice between the two, I would be more inclined to go that way. Henderson's played against Hearts a couple of times now and hasn't looked at a place at all. The only other issue is maybe that you go Sinclair or do you think Mikey Johnson? Johnston all the way. Oh. Aye, Johnston all the way. Especially off the back of that performance. Yeah. You've you've got to play you've got to play Johnson. Is Forrest fit? He so. he says himself that he, he should be should be alright, I think. And then we're good with Edward up front. Yes. Absolutely. Um one game left of the season. Do you think it's a far cry from seeing Lee Griffiths? I said a few weeks ago I was hopeful of seeing him. I think if it was going to be any game it would have been at the weekend, but I don't see Lee Griffiths no. just making an appearance on the bench. We are going to be short. We if Buck doesn't make the final we'll be mm. short of strikers. So I think Bio's still injured. Strikers, aye. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, yeah. Bio's been doing a lot of the old social media. Hints, we we tweets and we Instagram as if he's back training, as if he's got one eye on a return. He's basically just stepped into wears shoes. With uh, that, yeah. He noticed there's some major dollar in that uh, Instagram <laughs> and he stepped right, right, right in there. Talking about strikers making a return to Celtic Park, the King returned. The King, oh, of, yeah, the yeah. King of Glasgow returned. 
I thought that was great. I thought it was great to see him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But of course, I'm of course talking about Moussa Dembele. Um, he came back, he says this will always be his home. He had two fantastic years here and he never got a chance to say goodbye to the fans properly. He's more worth a medal than some of the people who actually got one. Well. <laughs> was it three appearances he made or something? This season? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he played a couple of... Uh, yeah. He played against Fissel and Alistair. Yeah. I thought he went the last day of the window. I keep forgetting we have it kicks off in right. the window. Ends you. Obviously, since uh, soon as Brendan Rodgers scurried out... Moussa Dembele came back to win the PR war and it worked. Yeah, it bought me did. over again and I immediately tweeted King of Glasgow. <laughs> um, another one who had a little dig at the Celtic hierarchy, probably mm. probably talking about uh, Brendan Rodgers, was of course the outward bound Diedrich Boyata. Um, he said that you know people don't know the whole story about why he refused to play. Personally, I just, I just never think there's an excuse for not playing. Uh, down in tools I just could never take the side of a player that done that um, he also curiously said that he he would be happy to stay that they put his demands to Celtic but his demands weren't met and a lot of people were sort of saying you know wonder why that is but that could have been anything yeah I think much like the Dembele situation things came to light afterwards that made us look at it in a completely different way a completely yeah. different point of view and I think we have to take have a look at the Boyata thing with fresh eyes and just and see what we think. We might still come to the same conclusion that he was a he was a snake for pulling out of that game. But at the same time, I'm perfectly willing to go back and look with what we now know about yeah. Brendan Rodgers, go back and look at it again. I've always firmly believed, I said at the time, I firmly believed that he was probably promised a lot of things that weren't delivered upon, which caused this fallout. And unfortunately it became used as a political pawn between Brendan Rodgers and Peter Lowell. That's what caused the entire yeah. fallout. He should have been sold at the time. Look, reading between the lines, I think he thought he was going to be sold and he was let down and made to hang around here for another season. Everyone lost out on that. Eight million. Yeah, we lost out on allegedly nine million pounds. Boyata missed out on his move to the, the Premier League as it was at the time. Turned out they get relegated anyway. I don't know if he would have saved that, but it just everyone lost in that and it was just an unfortunate situation, more than likely caused by the poisonous influence and Duplicitousness of Brendan oh, Rodgers. He is a. a please? He's off to he's off to Hertha Berlin. Yeah. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a. I mean, I'm going as bold as to say that's maybe a downwards move. Well, Did you finish about tenth to twelfth in the German league? Uh, look, I've got a, a soft spot for uh, Hertha Berlin. Likes the likes his games. I went to a Hertha Berlin uh, Stuttgart game a few years ago. A stag do absolutely brilliant. Good wee team, cracking stadium, but uh, I mean finishing. 12th in the German league, nowhere near Europe. If you're questioning what his demands were, he's obviously going there for money because yeah. it is a better league to be fair, but... There is that, yeah. I think, I, I shouldn't, well, we shouldn't just discount the fact that he's going to be playing the Bundesliga. I know yeah. I know he's not going to be playing for one of the best teams, but it is a big, a big testing ground yeah. for a player like that and it's going to be his last big move. He probably didn't see himself playing in Scotland his whole career, or well, the latter, the kind of peak of his career. So it's it's a good move in that respect. But it's, he's right slam bang in the peak. He's twenty, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. you know, if he wants to make that big move, maybe moving to Berlin might get him that. Yeah, that's fair enough. And maybe when he says Celtic didn't meet my demands, well, what were your demands, mate? Because you're not exactly a guy that's an absolute stalwart in the yeah. team. He's been in and out with form and injury. Yes, he's a Belgian international, but. As we spoke about before, that's not a guarantee he's a good player. If he's wanting to be one of the highest paid players at the club, no, you're not You're yep. not worth that. I suppose he'd probably seen in recent years 
guys like Tom Rogic been given probably an awful lot of money as well. He signed a new contract recently, probably. I think it's been reported some in the region of about 25 grand a week on Rogic, but you've got guys like Forrest and, and so on, all been given new contracts, who all deserved it. But Boyata, I suppose, given his performances in the last couple of seasons, he probably is within his rights to think he'd probably deserve. I mean, he was really good this year. Yeah, he yeah. He's just in the big games, but that's where you want him to stand up. And he let us down in Athens. He's made mistakes against Rangers. He's made mistakes in Europe. He's fine against the smaller teams, but if you want a guy like that to be one of your highest paid players, you really need him to be like a Virgil van Dijk that stands mm. out and he doesn't really stand out. And plus he doesn't really play out from the back the way Celtic did. Um, I put it to the 20 Minute Tim's Twitter account, uh, Dedrick Boyata's report card. So here's how it reads. Um, Dedrick Boyata, Celtic FC report card. Must pay attention in class. Yes. <laughs> Belgian international, year 2015 to 2019. Four Scottish Premiership trophies, two Scottish Cups, two Scottish League Cups. He was awarded a pass. 56% of people, that was instead of a pass plus, an average or a poor. So... A ba- slap bang pass, not spectacular, not terrible. I think he is. I think he's a successful signing by and large. I think he's he came in for what about one point five million yeah. pounds. About that that'll be four seasons he's been here. I think he was signed by Ronnie Dyla to re- replace the outgoing Van Dijk and Denier mm-hmm. at the time. He kind of he followed in the footsteps of his fellow Belgian Denier at the time, but it wasn't it wasn't plain sailing. At all. I think he came in, in fact, he exploded onto the scene. He scored against Sternan in his debut and then scored again in the second round. Was it Karabag? Yeah, the 1-0. Yeah. We won 1-0 so over the two He scored legs. two in his first three games. But his first season was pretty ropey, to yeah. be honest. But that's there were a lot of problems at, at that point. It was sh- shocking defending from set pieces throughout the season. It wasn't just him. But we give Brendan Rodgers an awful lot of credit for turning the careers around of James Forrest and Callum McGregor and Scott Brown among others but Dedrick Boyata has to go into that category yeah. as well because it was totally different under Rodgers again he didn't start at first because I, I remember I shot himself in the semi-final <laughs> of course yeah of course that was a that was a low point he went off before half time in the yeah. two each game yeah um, and was barely seen again well, till, f- till the January yeah I think because I remember the stories at the time during the Invincible season he wasn't playing again and then there was the stories where he was going to the gym at midnight and yeah. all that and Brendan Rodgers gave him a lot of credit for working really hard on his fitness and I remember that at the time you wouldn't think it now looking back but at the time I was like surely Boyata isn't he coming back because at that point he had no reputation with the fans whatsoever but to go from that point to become a mainstay of the team for quite quite a long time scoring some goals and all that as well scored against the hands yeah he did that was a great goal that was a great moment mm-hmm. 5-1 Ibrox of course um, I think he did really well from that point onwards a stop-start season, this one probably, maybe only made about 30 appearances this season overall, but I think overall, I don't think there's any question that it was a, a successful sign and it could have been managed an awful lot better, as we've just talked about, but of course, the, I forgot to say as well, there was the pantomime with the the AK Athens thing where he came back and he was getting booed. That's right. And then aye. he was getting applauded for being booed. And then he was getting booed for <laughs> <Yeah>. being applauded. <laughs> and he just, yeah, he scored the winner. That's right. An absolutely ludicrous set of circumstances. The AK Athens thing, just finally on him. I still don't really know what to believe about that now. As I say, I'm looking back on it and thinking, were, were we being sold a dummy by, by the rat here? Um, ultimately, there's no excuse for not turning up. If that is the case, if that is indeed the case, that he just went through the toys at the prim and didn't turn up for that game. There's no excuse for that, and he shouldn't be 
he shouldn't be praised or or even really forgiven for that. But if it's the case where he's been he's been sold down the river by two warring factions in Peter Lowell and Brendan Rogers, then I do have sympathy for yeah, him. I suppose the only right he has is to withdraw Labour. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, yeah. Go on strike, as it were. And on that, we will bid good night and farewell to Dedrick Boyata. Thanks very much for your service, Deedles. Indeed, good night, sweet prince. <laughs> he is um, a special place in our hearts, having joined the summer we started this podcast. Yeah, he's been with us the whole journey. Yeah. Been, been with us the whole way. And if you want to listen to Dedrick Boyata's career, go back and listen to four years <laughs> of 20 minute times. Um, Shall we finish on a quiz, guys? Oh, oh I've not done a quiz for so long. Right. Something I mentioned earlier on, I was at the game. It was Paul McStay's testimonial. Right. It was a, a foggy, freezing oh, cold foggy. night against Man United in December 1995. Okay. You couldn't see Man United on the pitch because they were wearing really? that, that grey strip, the, the famous one where you, they couldn't see each other on the pitch. Um, the lineups on that. Right. I have got no chance here because I can't even remember that game taking place. I'll accept both sides here. Right. Okay. So you've got Celtic and Manchester United, anyone who played any part in the game. What year was it? It was 1995, December okay. 95. So I'm going to toss a coin. Melly, call it. Tails, obviously. It's heads. Okay. Jamie, do you want to go first? Do you want to bid? Two. Uh, wise. <laughs> <laughs> Melly? Uh, I'll go three. Okay. Any advance? Four. Oh, it's hotting up. It's hotting up. Uh, but bugger it, I'll go five. <laughs> bugger. Bear in, bear in mind you were at the game, Melly. Yes, so. I was. Right. Okay, so go. Give me your five. Five, okay. Paul you, McStay? No, no, no. <laughs> in fraction, I'm doing the VAR sign. You cannot have Paul McStay and Paul Objection McStay's testimonial. Objection sustained. If you're going to include Paul McStay, it's six, yeah. right? Objection <laughs> right. sustained, yes. You're now, you're now at six. <laughs> Paul McStay? Okay. Pierre Van Hooydonk? Correct. Paul Scholes? Yes, scored in the game. Yes, he did. So did Van Hooydonk get two. Brian McClare? Yes. Peter Grant? Is incorrect. Yeah. Oh, O'Donnell? Yes. You sort of ruined the, you sort of ruined the hook of the quiz there by yes, going yeah. I'm afraid Jamie wins. Yes. I was, let me guess try no, I'll only win if I get one, okay? Let me oh, try right, and guess okay. one, right? Dennis Wise. He's not even my <laughs> <laughs> no, not Dennis Wise, I don't mean Dennis. Dennis I mean Dennis I mean, right, Okay, let me try again. Let me try again. Nah. <laughs> that doesn't count. That doesn't count, right? Right. Okay. Dennis Irwin. Is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You could add Stuart Kerr, Rudy Vata, Tosh McKinley, Grey. McNamara, Malky McKay, yeah, Phil O'Donnell, Hay, Chris Hay, who scored, Donnelly, Brian McLaughlin, Paul McStay, Van Hoydonk, Andy Walker, John Collins, Morton Vickhorst, Manchester United, you could have Pilkington, Parker, Bruce, May, O'Kane, Appleton, McClare, Sharp, Davis, Neville, Scholes, Cole, Tomlinson. Oh, and on that... Superstars. Yes. We shall end this episode of 20 Minute Tims. I'd like to thank everyone who listens. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us online, on Android, or even on Spotify. Spotify yep. You can listen there. If you want to hear more of this, you can, <laughs> Stephen Sniggles, if you'd like to hear more better versions of this, you can find all of that extra stuff on patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. And if you don't want to do a Patreon, just leave us a nice review. Thanks for listening.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.